Hey everyone, and welcome to the Pet Drop Shipper podcast. This is episode nine, and in today's episode, I am going to review some really important things that I have learned at Global this past month, as well as some of the important things about following up when you do attend a trade show and or visit with a distributor or even have a sales rep come out to help you with your business. So sit tight and enjoy the show. Okay, everybody. So in today's episode, really what I want to focus on is um, some of the takeaways that I as a drop shipper and um, distributor have learned, especially with the products changing, brands being purchased by larger corporate companies, um, and some of the important things, and then how to follow up with that. And then this episode, I really want to review some of those things. Um, as a wholesaler, we're servicing smaller stores, um, and all of our small customers um, really make a huge difference in the industry on a whole from the perspective of being able to support you know, small communities, small um, groups, networks, um, the kind of um, community work that goes into fostering and sheltering and adoption and things like that. So it's really important to me to share with you guys some of the things, especially coming from a corporate background that really stood out to me um, that I want to share. So the most important thing I will tell you that I took away from Global was, number one, it was larger. There were a lot more vendors, a lot more um, energy there, a lot more excitement, a ton of influencers. I mean, people walking around with dogs that I had never seen the volume of dogs at the show that I did this year. And more importantly, the amount of cats. And if you follow us on social media, my um, social media manager, April, she did an amazing job making sure that I was on top of taking a ton of photos. So if you're a small business and you're going to global or you're going to a trade event, have someone who is working with your social media. And I mean, I literally messaged her as I took the photo, just sent it to her and said, you know, you do you do your thing. And, and she did. She did an amazing job. She wanted tons of pictures of pets, which that was something that, like I said, I had never experienced that many animals, that many influencers. Some people that I was like, oh, your dog is so beautiful. And they're like, oh yeah, she has 150,000 followers, which shocked me because I don't come from that generation. And I know that these are really vital things moving forward um, in our industry. However, that, that part really, really interests me. So if you have people who are on social media, perhaps, the younger generation, millennials, Gen Z employees that are coming about, ask them, reach out to them, see if you know there's a favorite influencer pet that they like. So that's one takeaway. Um, the second was the ethics behind everything. And, and I had done quite a few seminars at the show. I met a really interesting professor of sociology from the University of Missouri, I believe. I have her card and I'll put her information as to who she is, not her email or anything. I don't want to bombard this poor woman. She was really 
very interesting, very caring, and very much involved in the next generation of employment, the next generation of buying, and all of that was really very important to us as retailers, wholesalers, employers, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing or what industry necessarily you're in, dog grooming, dog daycare, um, any any industry. I mean, you could be a gym, you could be a bakery, you could be uh, a cosmetic store, you could be a deli, you can be a car wash for that matter. The next generation of employment is very different than years past. Now, I always like to explain myself, I am a Generation X. I was born in the 70s. The mentality of Gen X is very different than perhaps the baby boomers who were before us. And then prior to that was the World War II generation, which that's a completely different generation. That's, But those were our grandparents. So the interesting part is that these next generations, the millennials are so far removed and not all of them. So please don't quote me on any of this that I'm saying this is the rule. Um, I'm sure there are quite a few exceptions and I'm not making any judgment call here. I'm just explaining what I was taking away from, I took four seminars on this uh, as I find it super important. And the millennials have a totally different mindset, perhaps not as exposed to a um, depression era grandparent or maybe they weren't in their lives. So that mentality of work ethic is totally different. And there is a work ethic. So that was really important to share. And then the Generation Z is a completely different mindset, mentality, buyer, shopper, etc. So I really do suggest that anyone who is struggling with employee, employment or employee retention really start to follow some social media platforms that might, or social media accounts, I should say, that might have more information on this because there really is a whole level of education, information, understanding that's shared throughout different communities or different people based on their level of expertise. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Jordan Peterson. He has a massive following. So of course, looking into him is a really great start. He's on social media. Always, of course, make look sure you look for that check mark. Um, I really like his takeaway and the things that he says. But the second part of the ethics behind thing was ethics behind products, culture, principles, and brands was really important. I personally try to do as many health conscious things, whether it's buying products in cardboard, recycling packaging, buying um, products for my own personal use or my own pets that don't have toxins or are not in plastic and don't have tons of wrapping. One thing that drives me insane is, you know, the amount of packaging that's involved in selling product in our warehouse. I'm a huge advocate on, you know, the paper wrapping and stuffing because that can be recycled versus using bubble wrap. Now there are moments where bubble wrap is required. However, um, it's not a favorite of mine. I, I really don't like it, and it, but it's needed in order for certain items to arrive intact. Bottles of shampoo, 
light bulbs, things, things of that nature. However, my takeaway really gave me an interest and, and really a drive to look into how I can do better at my packaging, you know, the, the principle behind our company, what are our ethics, what are our standards, what are our principles, and what is our culture? The culture is, is deemed by the employees and the management and for me, it's really important that everyone is doing their best to make sure that, you know, the planet is, is preserved and that people who are receiving items, especially on the dropship side, consumers that might be purchasing online are not necessarily always going to recycle packaging. So one thing we do is we, we take things out of the packaging, knowing that I'm going to recycle it and not really being sure if the end user will do that for a dropship order, it's really important to me that we do that on their behalf because they don't need that outer plastic wrapping necessarily. You know, dog toys, they come in packs and then inside they're inside a poly bag, like a plastic bag. We take the, all those things out to make sure that the end user may not recycle it. And it's important to us that, that that's done. Um, and then of course the principles behind the brand. So. Ironically, I sat and had some lunch at the event, and I sat across from a young woman. I, I have to say she was maybe five to ten years younger than myself, and we started talking about the food. And the food being, it, it was pretty good. We had these street tacos, and the food was really delicious. And if you ever attend Global, um, the, the Latin-based food is delicious. It's it's home cooked flavor. Um, I'm in Metro New York, uh, and I just and I like to cook, right? So my little side note: if you go down to Orlando, there are a lot of Latino chefs cooking at the events, and the the flavoring is delicious. So always opt for whatever seems to be culturally Caribbean based food or Spanish style food or something that perhaps is written in Spanish, you know, pollo asado is, is pork and, and it's one of my favorites. So anyway, so she, she and I sat across from each other and we said, wow, the food is pretty good. And I said, yeah, I had it yesterday and it was really delicious. So I opted to get it again because I couldn't go wrong and it was yummy. And I know that I don't really eat that way at home. So long story short, we get into talking and she says to me, I really don't eat like this at home either. I'm really pretty health conscious and she had just had a baby. So she was concerned about the food that she's consuming because she's breastfeeding her daughter and how, you know, she's going to have to go home and drink lots of herbal teas to kind of get the toxins from the food out of her system. And she explained to me that, you know, she's you know, making sure that she's doing the best that she can for her children. And she uses an, a website called ewg.org. So I'm not familiar with this and naturally inquisitive. So I says, what, what is it? And I'll, and I'll put it in the, the description and the bio here for this podcast. So it's E as in Edward, W as in whiskey, G as in golf.org. That's O-R-G, like organization.org. You can go on there and type in any product that you purchase and look at the toxin levels in there. So of course, I run down this rabbit hole, no pun intended, and I was astonished. Here I thought that I was this person who always, uh, I, ran, I run, I don't run as much anymore, 
Um, but I, I lift weights, I work out three to four days a week. I do yoga, I drink green tea, I drink purified water, I exercise, I use non-toxin um, detergents, and I try to look for you know, brands that don't test on animals. I am a member of the Anti-Vivisection Society since I'm in college, actually. So that's always been a really important thing to me. So I go down this rabbit hole with the EWG.org and my perfumes, certain detergents, cleansers, creams, shampoos. Um, as you guys know, my picture with my curly hair, my hair is a big deal to me um, to maintain it. And I just, it blew my mind. So naturally, I go home, I start talking to my husband about this, and he's hes just listening to me with a smile on his face because he's waiting for me to start ransacking the entire house of all of these brands and scanning the barcodes of everything, which I promised him I wouldn't do. I promised him we will just filter out through whatever we're using and move forward looking for better <clears throat> products going forward and he said that that was agreeable so long as we don't break the bank and um, so of course I'm mindful now and I'm looking at all these things so I start talking to my sister-in-law who um, recently had my nephew he's uh, a little over a year and I says have you heard of this ewg.org and she's like oh my god of course now she's actually millennial age and she's like of course so she starts sending me all this stuff I'm like why didn't you tell me about this sooner and it just, we didn't, I don't remember the reason why maybe she did. And I just didn't notice the text message or the Instagram uh, message, the DM about it. But so now we're both like on this kick of going through all these products and looking and sharing with each other. And I thought how interesting that we're doing this. Imagine the generations that are younger and more informed and are more concerned with the environment and their health and their well-being. I, I just, I just, the takeaway from that was extreme. So then secondarily, she says to me, are you familiar with Grove Collective? And I says, no, what is this? So this is sustainable choices for your home. These are cleansing products. So I do subscribe to a a cleansing product company and I use clean cult and if you've ever used it's um made in Puerto Rico they use coconut sulfectants to clean as the cleansers and I subscribe to them it's a lot like I believe not blueprint blue something and they're tablets so they send you all the bottles and all these tablets and then you make your own using your own water which is a really great idea because then the shipping I, I ship all day right I ship products all the time so the weight of liquid is so heavy to ship a gallon of water weighs 8.33 pounds so you do the math four quarts you know it's two pounds a quart so these brands that now have reduced the packaging for products you're putting in you know little coin size like little pods into the water bottle shaking it up and now you have your your all-purpose cleaner or now you have your detergent or whatever the case may be so then i started looking at the grove collective they have a they have a um an app and they have a pet section so i promise i'm, I'm not going to go into this tangent on health and all these things 
but they have a pet section. So I look through this and of course they have some of the commercial brands like Mrs. Meyers Laundry Booster, which is great. You, you're going to wash your dog's bed. You know, it, it's going to definitely, but there were brands on there that pet drop shipper sells. So of course I was, ex I was so excited and ecstatic about it. So earth rated poop bags, shameless pet, which a very good friend of mine, Dan, um, is running that brand. Um, their products are on there. And I'm going to scroll. I'm literally scrolling through the app as we speak. So you have Shameless, Earth Rated, Honest Kitchen, we love and we sell. Method is on there, which you can buy in the grocery store, seventh generation. I'm looking through. And I just want to give you a couple of brands because now this has me mentally thinking that we too should have a section for the Grove Collective level of products saying, you know, of course they're made in the USA. Of course, they're gonna be non-toxic. Of course, they're gonna be sustainable. Um, and there's quite a few poop bag brands, which Earth Rated is the brand that I use. We sell, it's, it's a tremendous brand. Um, and let me see if there's a way to filter by brand. Uh, by, oh, there is. Okay, so I'm looking at the brands that you and I would know. Kinkind is on there. I and Love and You is on there and that's a brand that we've talked about bringing in um mrs myers which we know about so it looks as though it's earth rated kin kind honest kitchen shameless oh and westpaw westpaw makes great toys adorable toys we don't carry them but i'm never gonna dispute or not acknowledge a brand that we don't sell just just because I don't sell it doesn't mean that I don't like it so West Paws on there as well um, they have a whole section of flea and tick products so now one of the things that I thought about based on this conversation of the ethics behind products and principles behind companies and the and the um, culture behind the brands I, I believe that this is something that really needs to be addressed. Perhaps you can create a section in your store or on your website that has these brands with some of the information. I've reached out to Grove Collective to speak with someone about what it is that they require for those brands just as much as the EWG so that now I can become a little more informed and reach out to manufacturers that I know may fit into these criteria that these companies require to be deemed Grove Collective approved or EWG verified. And I, I would love to know what other people think about some of these things and what you guys would like to see more so in products and brands and what you would like to see from those products and brands. So it's, it's important for me to share that kind of stuff because trends come and go. I don't see this trend going. It's come. It, I think it's still in its very, very young stages, even though I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that might say, oh, we've been doing this for 10 years or 12 years. From a perspective of the industries, I, I, think, I don't think 10 years is a very long time. Raw dog food's been out for 20 plus years. It, it's it's still not understood by a lot of consumers and and i'm a raw feeder so i'm really interested in all of that 
but I just thought it was important to share some of that with you guys, a little takeaway that I've experienced and would love to get some feedback on that. So if anybody has any feedback or questions that you think might be of importance, I would love to hear back from you guys and message me directly. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for your time. I hope this video, uh, audio rather, was very helpful. Make sure you follow us on social media, Instagram, and our YouTube channel as I do videos for products, especially seasonality. Next week's uh, YouTube video is going to be about calming products. It's flea and tick season. So stay tuned. Follow us for more. Take care.